last day of June. It's uh, the feast day of the sacred, the de- devoted to the sacred heart of Jesus. We don't recognize anything else in this show in the month of June other than the sacred heart of Jesus. And next month, July, we're going to be honoring the precious blood of Jesus. We don't care what the world says. I don't, I don't know what the world honors in July. It doesn't matter to me. And the following month in August, we're going to be devoted to the Immaculate Heart of Mary. This is the Terry and Jesse Show, Holy Hour of Power. My name is Jesse Romero, the Latin lover of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ, the Latin lover of Our Lady. The Lord has called me this summer to the summer of penance, 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 and I'm okay with that. Terry. Amen, brother. Terry Barber, the Lebanese lover of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ and the Lebanese lover of Our Lady. And Jess, I was out for three days. I... I went on a little boat ride with most of my family. All but one daughter was with us, my wife, my grandchildren. And it was an awesome event and a lot of family building. But I'm glad to be back in the saddle. And we did a lot of pro-life work up there on the lake. Amen. Uh, ran into people at the hotels. It was a, it was one of those days that uh, you see the news, you're eating your breakfast, and you start saying, can we believe it? You know, we're killing our unborn babies. What What is this country turning to? People are just like, yeah, you know. But anyhow, it was a great time, and I'm glad to be back. And today, Jess, it's an appropriate topic because we're going to be talking about the 10 key quotes from Justice Alito's opinion overturning Roe versus Wade. Also, five ways Catholics can help after the Dobbs opinion and uh, decision. And also, giving you resources. We want to, today's going to be a resource day, so you take notes uh, from. You know, a Catholic vote from uh, Father Frank Pavone's resources. We want to give everybody uh, a great approach to helping them defend life. But before we get into all of that, I love Jesse when he says it's soul food, because without the gospel, are you kidding me? Without the good news, we would be defending nothing. So let's get some soul food in us, Jess. Absolutely. Today's also the the uh, the feast day of the first martyrs of the Holy Roman Church. Yep. I just want to remind you, this is the way the church started. It started in blood. Yep. This is around the year 64 AD. There was a great fire that concerned most of the city of Rome. And uh, many people suspect that it was actually the Emperor Nero who started the fire. And he, what he did is he blamed it on the Catholic Christians. So what Nero did is one by one, he rounded up these Catholic Christians, tortured them, and he murdered them in his private gardens. How did he do that? Well, he tied them up, and he put tar and pitch on them, and he, and he burned them alive. And remember, there was no electricity back then, so they used torches. So he used human torches. Oh. Uh, Pope Clement, he exhorted his flock uh, back in, uh, in the first century. He says, quote, We are placed in the same arena, and the same contest lies before us. Hence, we, pu- we ought to put aside vain and useless concerns let us fix our gaze on the blood of Christ, realizing how precious it is to the Father since it was shed for our salvation and brought the grace of repentance to all the world. Uh, martyrs of the Holy Roman Church, pray for us. Today's Gospel, Matthew chapter 9, verses 1 to 8. After entering a boat, Jesus made the crossing and came into his own town. And there were people brought him a paralytic lying on a stretcher, When Jesus saw their faith, he said to the paralytic, Courage, child, your sins are forgiven. At that time, some of the scribes said to themselves, This man is blaspheming. Mm -hmm. Jesus knew what they were thinking. Notice, here's his divine prerogatives. Jesus knew what they were thinking. Remember, nobody knows your thoughts except God. And Jesus is God. 
And he said, why do you harbor evil thoughts? Which is easier to say your sins are forgiven or to say rise and walk, but that you may know that the son of man has authority on earth to forgive sins. He said to the paralytic, rise, pick up your stretcher and go home. He rose and went home. When the crowd saw they were struck with awe and glorified God, who had given such authority to men, the gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ. There's just a few things that jump out at me that I would like to point out is, number one, who are the scribes? These were the, these were the Jewish leaders. They were the experts in the Mosaic law. They hated our Lord. And uh, in today's gospel, you could start seeing that here's where they start their their beginning resistance movement against Jesus, which culminates in his death on the cross. Also, Capernaum is in Galilee, and that's uh, that's his own city. That's our Lord's city. And notice also where it talks about they charge Jesus with blasphemy. Blasphemy? This is the Son of God calling himself God. Of course, that's not blasphemy. That's that. Those are facts. But again, in the book of Leviticus twenty four sixteen, if a human person claims to be God, that's blasphemy. And they thought that Jesus Christ was nothing but a, you know, but a mere carpenter's son. Uh, also, verse 6 jumps out at me that when our Lord says that you may know. In other words, since forgiveness cannot be verified by his audience, what Jesus does, he demonstrates his power by healing the man. Because his authority over paralysis, it points beyond the body. It signifies that he has the power also to cure the soul. And remember that the Old Testament indicates that bodily sickness is sometimes tangible evidence of sin, as it reminds us in Psalm 107, verse 17. And the paralytic in this story, this is really any Christian whose sins are forgiven and who stands before God as a son. Because when the Lord raises us up through the sacrament of confession, uh, this is exactly what happens to every single soul. The sacrament of confession raises us up. And once again, we have fellowship with God. The last thing where it talks about in verse uh, 8, it talks about that they marvel that such authority had been given to men. The crowd knows immediately that Jesus' authority and his power to forgive sins, they know that this came from God, from Yahweh. Terry, take it away. Well said, Jesse. Well I want to bring the smartest guy into the room right now. Full sheen ahead. Jess, I want people to understand, if they go to our YouTube channel for our new Full Sheen Ahead, you get lots of great comments on Fulton Sheen's writings. This one is appropriate for today's show since we're talking about the sanctity of life, about motherhood. Here's what Fulton Sheen said. Every mother, when she picks up a young life that has been born to her, looks up to the heavens to thank God for the gift which made the world young again. Mm. Jesse, that's the bottom line. You know, I'm going to be honest Mm. with you right here. This is my comment about what Sheen Mm. said. The world right now is so selfish. They go, Mm. what? We don't want babies coming in. They might take some of my my resources. Or, you know what? Who cares about the future? I care about myself, and that's it. And that's how I see it on the pro-life side. These people are wicked. As a matter of fact, Jesse, I'm just The, the pro board side. Pro board side are wicked. Give you an example. The Biden administration is unveiling a website telling teenage girls how to get secret abortions without their parents knowing it. This is wicked, Jess. There's no other way to say it. And what we're going to do right now, today, is give you the resources to fight the culture of death, which is Let me give killing. you 
Yes. Let, yeah, let me give you some good news items before we go yeah, into Yeah, let's get some good death. news. There's a football coach the Supreme Court cited on his uh, on yeah, his behalf. Yeah, coach, absolutely. Coach Joe Kennedy, back in 2015, he lost his job as a football coach for praying silently on the 50-yard line after games. And uh, the Supreme Court sided with him on Monday. They said that there's uh, nothing wrong that Coach Joe Kennedy... Uh, he can. He publicly has the right to take a knee in silent prayer after high school football Praise games. God. Six three majority decision. Another good news item. There's a red wave warning. Yep. Did you know that more than one million voters <laughs> across forty three states have switched to the Republican Party over the last year? Wow. According to national voter registration data, the party shift is especially prominent in the suburbs, where well educated swing voters previously pulled for Biden in two thousand and twenty. Uh, also, in, in uh, another good news item, Governor Ducey here in Arizona, he's announced that he will be signing a landmark piece of legislation passed by the Arizona legislature that that ensures that every single Arizona K-12 student That's right. will now have the ability to attend the school that best fits their unique needs. Awesome. So you, don't, you don't have to go to the school that's right down the street from you. So uh, the errors, uh, the the education analyst Corey DeAngelis called the bill the greatest school choice victory in the United States. Also, <laughs> summer of rage, according to Catholic Vote, there yeah. have been 34 attacks on pregnancy centers and pro-life groups since the, since the Roe versus Wade decision was leaked in early May. These pro-abortion terrorists—I uh, mean, that, let's just call them what they are—they're they're pro-abortion terrorists. Oh yeah. They've claimed responsibility, and they're promising more attacks in this summer of rage. And finally, we've been wondering, hey, whatever happened to Ghislaine Maxwell, girlfriend of, uh, of uh, the guy who killed himself, uh, Jeffrey Epstein? Well, the sex trafficker has been sentenced to 20 years in prison for her contributions to facilitating the sex trafficking of underage children on Epstein Island. And uh, Ghislaine Maxwell, girlfriend to the late Jeffrey Epstein, who, who committed suicide, that's what they say, she was found guilty on multiple counts, including conspiring to entice minors to travel to engage in illegal sex acts. So uh, she will serve the next 20 years behind bars, Terry. Yes, yeah, another good news for Arizona. It looks Arizona's looking better and better to go move to Arizona. The attorney general says he will enforce complete yep. abortion ban, Jess. Mm-hmm. This is Mark Brunovich. Br- Brunovich. Brunovich. And do you know him, Jess? Because this guy... I've met uh, him before. Yeah, yeah. I yeah. like I like the picture. I like everything about the guy. I like the article. So you know more states, and we're going to cover a full list. We're going to give you resources like a full list of all the states where abortion is banned in the post row America, and much much more when we come back. Ten key quotes from Justice Alito's opinion overturning Roe versus Wade. I'm going to give you things from Father Frank Pavone's resources. How to get your your priest to be pro life? Doesn't that sound odd? No, Father Frank has a pamphlet on that and much, much more because we're here to defend life because we want everyone to be defenders of life because life is short, eternity is forever. This is the Terry and Jesse Show. We're too blessed to be stressed. We're too anointed to be disappointed. And if hope was money, we'd be billionaires. Stay with us, family. We'll be right back. Welcome back to the Terry and Jesse Show. To join the conversation, call 888-526-2151. Now, here's Terry and Jesse. Martyrs of the Holy Roman Church, pray for us. Amen. I want to really thank Justice Alito, this oh, legal yeah. mind, the, the, not only the legal mind, but his faith-filled soul. Yep. 
filled with the Word of God, filled with the Catholic faith, he's given us 10 key quotes as to why he he wrote the overturning opinion against Roe versus Wade. So if you want to see this legal mind at work, Terry and me are going to share the, the 10 bullets yep. that he used to author the Supreme Court's decision to overturn Roe versus Wade. Now, now don't get me wrong. I mean, he stands on the shoulders of giants, Terry. There's there, There's been people in the past. I'll, I'll tell you who, you know, rest in peace. He's passed away now, but... Justice Antonin Scalia, Amen. who passed away in 2016, he's, he's left as a Catholic priest as a son. This legal mind had a big influence on 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 on, um, on, Alito. on Alito. Of course, yeah, Alito looked up to Scalia as yep. well. So I think even though he's been dead for four, no, seven years, uh, his legal mind, Terry, really helped the uh, five or six of the Supreme Court justices to come to the legal decision that they came to. So again. So the Supreme Court on Friday issued its long-awaited and previously leaked opinion overturning Roe versus Wade, effectively ending recognition of a constitutional right to abortion. Are you kidding me? And giving individual states the power to regulate and restrict the practice. That's essentially what happened. Mm-hmm. It's not a federal issue. Let every state decide according to its uh, constituents how they want to deal with that on a state-by-state cases basis. So the ruling came in the court's opinion in Dobbs versus Jackson Women's Health Organization, which centered on a Mississippi law that banned abortion after 15 weeks of pregnancy. The Republican-led state of Mississippi asked the Supreme Court to strike down a lower court ruling that stopped the 15-week abortion ban from taking place. Well, Justice Samuel Alito, he penned the opinion... And we'll go through the 10 key quotes from Alito's opinion. Terry, I'll take the first one. You got it, Jess. So Alito, number one, mm-hmm. Alito details how abortion, uh, how abortion was viewed pre-Roe versus Wade. Right. Here's what he says. Not only were there, was there no support for such a constitutional right until shortly before Roe versus Wade, but abortion had long been a crime in every single state. Yep. At common law, abortion was criminal in at least some stages of pregnancy and was regarded as unlawful and could have very serious consequences at all stages. American law followed the common law until a wave of statutory restrictions in the 18th centuries expanded criminal liability for abortions. By the time of the adoption of the 14th Amendment, three-quarters of the states had made abortion a crime at any stage of pregnancy, and the remaining states would soon follow, close quote. So, Terry, God bless it me. seemed to me, yeah, again, this was, this was the position of the Catholic Church, of the Didache, yes. the, 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 all the way from the, the, the Hippocratic Oath back in the 4th century, the uh, up until 1973, the the U.S. followed the Hippocratic Oath, the Didache, and the Catholic Church's teachings for 2,000 years yeah. on this issue. That's great. That's number two point. Roe egregiously is wrong. It deepened division. Roe, as he said, was egregiously wrong from the start. Its reasoning was exceptionally weak, and the decision had damaging consequences. As far from bringing about a national settlement 
of the abortion issue. Roe and Casey have inflamed the debate and deepened division. It is time to heal. This is what the Constitution and return to the issue of abortion to the people's elected representatives. That's why the headline of an article says, The Supreme Court overturned Roe has established again the primacy of the Constitution. Number three, Jess. Yes. Yeah. That's it. It's the primacy of the Constitution. Uh, yeah. Let people decide in their individual. That way you can move to whatever state you want yeah. and, and vote for the people you want. Yep. And if you don't like them, move out you of move there. Out. Yeah. Yeah. If you, that, that's, that's what you do. Uh, but th- but that's the process by the by the way the United States was invented. It's called states' rights. Yep. Number three, Justice Alito on confusion over what the Fourteenth Amendment protects. Here's what he writes: In interpreting what is meant by the Fourteenth Amendment's reference to liberty, we must guard against the natural human tendency to confuse what that amendment protects with our own ardent views about the liberty that Americans should enjoy. That is why the court has long been reluctant to, to recognize rights that are not mentioned in the That's Constitution. Jesse. That last sentence is... It. It, it, that, it, I'll repeat the last sentence. Yeah. This is why the Supreme Court has long been reluctant to recognize rights that are not mentioned in the Constitution. The way the liberals argued this in 1973, when the conservatives were saying, wait a minute, you guys are making up a law that's not in the Constitution. The liberals said this. Here's here's the the words that they use. They said, well, the word abortion is not in the Constitution, but it's in the penumbras of the Constitution. So I looked at the word penumbras like 25 years ago, okay? The word penumbra means... It's in the shadows of the words. In other words, they're admitting, yeah, abortion's not in the Constitution, but like in the shadow of the words, yeah. you know, like words leave a shadow, and you can't see the, you can't really see the shadow, but but in the shadows of the words of the Constitution, abortion is definitely mentioned. This is the lame argument lame. they used in 1973. In other words, here's what they said to us, Terry. Don't listen to your eyeballs. Your eyeballs read the Constitution, and you don't find the word abortion there. Well, but, it's in, but it's there somewhere. Where's it at? I don't see it. I got 20-20 vision. I don't see it. It's in the shadows of the Constitution, Jesse. Well, where are the shadows? Well, you can't see the shadows. Yeah, but Jess, didn't President Obama say that the document is a living document, the the that the uh, stat, our constitution. All the liberals hold to that. Position. Yes, and you see, then they get to say, "Well, whatever, whatever I feel want to get to say, I will do that." And so this is the problem there. And it's just nice to hear someone with clarity. All right, let's get to the next one. Alito's dismisses claims decision will lead to reversals on same sex and contraception. Finally, the dissent dis- suggests that our decision calls into question. Griswold, 1965, and other ones. Everything you jumped the shark. You that that's, you're like a number six. Oh, sorry, yeah. I, I got the pages mixed up. Go ahead, brother. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Go ahead, I got them. Pages yeah, the, up. the next, yeah, the, the next one. It's he said. It says here, um, the court is. <laughs> it says the court is not allowed to impose its own theory of life on the nation. So that's his next argument. Okay, let's go do that. Yeah, he our, said this. Okay, our opinion. Go ahead. I'm on the same page now. Yeah. No, read, read it. That's Our opinion ahead. is not based on any view about if and when parental life is... Prenatal. Inti- prenatal. Prenatal. Sorry. Prenatal life 
is entitled to any of the rights enjoined after birth. The dissent, by the contrast, would impose on the people a particular theory about when the rights of personhood begin. According to the dissent, the Constitution requires, here comes, states to regard a fetus as lacking even the most basic human right to live, at least until arbitrary point in a pregnancy has passed. Nothing in the Constitution or in our nation's legal tradition authorizes the court to adopt the theory of life. Boy, he, that just undermined everything that they... That was their big position. Yeah, and I'll tell you why this fell apart. Is because is because shortly after Roe versus Wade, the medical community invented what's called a sonogram yep. and, 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 and CT scans. And so we were able now to see what was inside a mother's womb. We didn't have that ability before 1973, so, so people could make these lame arguments about the theory of life and get away with it. But uh, as uh, as Ben Shapiro said, I think two years ago at the March for Life, he says science is on our side. Science has vindicated the pro-life movement, and this is why the arguments from the left that fall shallow now, because science is on our side. They're not even denying it's a baby no more. Mm-hmm. Now they're they're down they're they're in the streets, up and down the streets, saying. I have the right to kill my baby. I have the right to get... They're not saying a tissue no more. They're not saying a glob of cells. They know it's a baby because science has determined it's a baby based on the sonograms and CT scans. And so now, uh, the, the, the genie's out of the box, Terry. The toothpaste is out of the tube. Now they're saying exactly what's in their heart. We have the right to kill our babies. Yeah, And Jesse, this is why I want to get to... Later, we're going to be giving resources because we need to defend what you just said. Use this verbiage. I mean, really use this and say, no, 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 no. We can't be going to do that. This is why it's so important for high information Catholics and Christians all over the world to defend life. But you need to have good resources. Continue with the next one, Jeff. Yes. uh, The next argument from Justice Alito, we're going through his 10 arguments of how he used his legal reasoning to basically uh, put the kibosh to Roe versus Wade to show that it's unconstitutional. And here's his next legal reasoning. He said this, Alito says Roe, Roe's decision usurped power. Here's what he writes. Roe was on a collision course with the Constitution from the day it was decided. <clears throat> the Casey case perpetuated its errors, and those errors do not concern some arcane corner of the law, of little importance to the American people. Rather, <coughs> wielding nothing but raw judicial power, wow. the court usurped the power to address a question of profound moral and social importance that the Constitution unequivocally leaves for the people. That statement right there mm-hmm. is the reason why you've had March for Life's People praying in front of abortion clinics and having pro-life rallies for 53 years. Yeah. Because everybody with common sense, without a law degree, all of us knew that what the Supreme Court did in 1973 is they it was an exercise of raw judicial power. And what they did, they usurped the power of the people. Yep. And, and instead of letting the people decide on a state-by-state basis... What we want to happen in our state regarding these laws, they took that away from the people 
and it was an exercise of tyrannical raw judicial power. And I'm glad that it was these six Supreme Court justices yep. that finally put a stop to it, Terry. And Jesse, here's an interesting point. Last week I read this, that 65% of Americans think that the Supreme Court last Friday overturned the Roe versus Wade so that abortion would not be legal anywhere. Can you imagine that? Jesse, 65%. This is the narrative. Because if you think about it, that's what the pro-abortion people were were squawking about. Oh, no, if this happens, we won't have legal abortions anywhere. That's not what the document says. It says states make that decision. Gosh, I just it just shows me, though, how they have tried to take the narrative and change it to what it really is. That's the power of the mainstream line media, what what Donald Trump has been calling for four years fake news. Yeah, we've got it here. Hey, more on how to defend life with Justice Alito's comments about the document that came out undermining abortion in America by giving it back to the states. Welcome back to the Terry and Jesse Show. To join the conversation... Call 888-526-2151. Now, here's Terry and Jesse. We're talking about the Supreme Court decision and the great legal minds. Think about the great legal minds that overturned this uh, decision, this erroneous decision that was that was uh, handed in 1973. F- five of the six are baptized Catholics. Well, actually, all six, even, even, uh, even, uh, 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 not Kavanaugh. Kavanaugh's Catholic. Uh, Comey Barrett is Catholic. Uh, Roberts is Catholic. Thomas is Catholic. Alito's Catholic. And who's the sixth one, Terry? Hang on, hang on a second. I've got it right here. The sixth one is a, an Episcopalian, but by he was He's born and raised Catholic. Correct. But he went to Catholic school. Yeah, he was yeah. born. In, so, so um, the point. The, yeah. yeah, the point that I'm making is Terry. This is why years ago I heard this from George Bush. It was Gorsuch. He went to a Catholic Gors- school. Yep. Gorsuch, okay. But he was Catholic trained. He's got a Catholic legal yep. mind. That's right. I heard George Bush say, and, and George Bush has let me down the last couple of years, so I'm not, I'm not touting him as some, some great president. Mm-hmm. I'm just saying this. A couple of years ago, when he was asked uh, who he would put in the Supreme Court, this is George Bush uh, uh, Jr., the second, right. he said, if I get another appointment for the Supreme Court, he goes, I'm going to appoint a Catholic a justice. And they asked him why. He said this. And remember, Bushes, the Bushes are not Catholics. Right. He said, there is nothing like a Catholic legal mind when it comes to interpreting the Constitution. <laughs> so even George Bush, recognized Perry, it. Yeah. a Protestant president, yeah. recognized he said, the, 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 the way... An, an Orthodox Catholic wow. judge. That's awesome. There's something different about the way they interpret the Constitution. And again, the, the reason is, is because these are men of prayer and men of faith, men and women of faith. And this is why even somebody like George Bookie says there's something different about the Catholic legal mind. But let's go back that's awesome. to uh, yeah to point number that's uh, point number seven. Yes, yes. Of what Justice Alito the, the, he gives the ten points that he argued. Why he he wrote the 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 opinion to overturn Roe versus Wade and point number seven is this he says Roe relies on erroneous historical narrative. He writes, quote, Roe found that the Constitution implicitly referred a right to obtain an abortion, but it failed to ground its decision in text, 
history, or precedent. Mm -hmm. It relied on an erroneous historical narrative. It devoted great attention to and presumably relied on matters that have no bearing on the meaning of the Constitution. Right. It disregarded the fundamental difference between the precedents on which it relied and the question before the court. It concocted an elaborate set of rules with different restrictions for each trimester of pregnancy, mm -hmm. but it did not explain how this veritable code could be teased out of anything in the Constitution, the history of abortion laws, prior precedent, or any other cited source, and its most important rule that states cannot protect fetal life prior to viability, was never raised by any opinion of the court, party, and has never been plausibly explained. Terry, a lot of what he just said here... Yeah. Is uh, this whole thing was was it, it was drummed up? And wh what do I mean by that? Is that the uh, Jane Roe, her, her real name was Norma McCorvey. Yep. Who passed away? She passed away, by the way, in 2017. She was the Jane Roe of Roe versus Wade. She she was the poster child of this abortion movement. They made up a story that she was gang raped, you know, at right. a pool hall by some bikers. Yeah. And, uh, you know, this lawyer took up her, her, her case that, yeah, she needs to have an abortion because she was gang raped and she already has three kids and no, no husband at home and she can't, you know, etc. In other words, this is what Judge Alito was saying, is that even the, the entire case, Terry, it was made out of whole cloth. It didn't happen. It was a false historical narrative. Yep. And that's what they've been doing for a long time. Here's another point. Alito emphasizes the democratic consequences of the event. Our decision returns the issue of abortion to those legislative bodies, and it allows women on both sides of the abortion issue to seek to affect the legislative process by influencing public opinion, lobbying legislators, voting, and running for office. Wow, what a novel idea. Women are not without electoral or political power. He says it's noteworthy that the percentage of women who register to vote and cast ballots is consequently higher than the percentage of men who do so. That's a good point, mm. Jess. Really good point. Mm -hmm. The next point that he makes is Alito emphasizes the democratic consequences of the Dobbs decision. Mm -hmm. Here's what he says. Our decision returns the issue of abortion to those legislative bodies and it allows women on both sides of the abortion issue to seek the uh, to to seek to seek to affect the legislative process by influencing public opinion lobbying legislators voting running for office women are not without electoral or political power Again, it is noteworthy that the percentage of women who register to vote and cast ballots is consistently higher than the percentage of men who do so. Yep. In other words, Alito's saying they're not women aren't powerless, yep. and that's what people have to do. Again, in, in many states, this is re-energized the pro-life movement. You have many good pro-life Catholics and Protestants that are running for office. They're saying, you know, right now is the time not to sit home on my lawyers and watch Gilligan's Island reruns. Right now is my time to run for local office and continue pushing this forward. So again. Uh, as Catholics, 
let's celebrate the victory, but we can't sit on our laurels. Oh, We've we got to go full steam ahead, Terry. Yeah, I say metal to the pedal, baby, because right now we, we, we just got a victory, and now we got to continue to influence people. That's why, Jesse, just on a side note, when I was at my fishing trip or with my kids and we were at the hotel, I ran into so many people at the breakfast table they had at the hotel, and we got into lots of conversations, and it was just regarding pro-life. Because it's all over the news right now. Take advantage of the topic and ask questions to these people. What the heck are we talking about? Killing our future children? Have we ever thought there'd be a time when mom and dad would kill children of their own children? No, no of course not. So anyhow, the point I'm making is this is the time. You got the resources, whether it's Priest for Life, American Life Lobby, HLI, 40 Days for Life. We're going to get into that in the next segment of resources. But we want everyone to step up to the plate. Like Jess said, don't sit back and watch Gilligan's Island, our Lie, Love, Lucy shows. We need every. You only get so many minutes right now in your life. Let's make the most of it and stand up for life. Just the pedal, last one. Pedal to the metal. Yeah, pedal baby. to the metal. Mm-hmm. No, there's, there's one more. Uh, yeah, it says, nice. Alito says mm-hmm. he does not know how the U.S. will respond to Dobbs. So here's what Alito says. This is important. We do not pretend to know how our political system or society will respond to today's decision overruling Rowan Casey. And even if we could foresee what will happen, we would have no authority to let that knowledge influence our decision. In other words, so happy to hear that when I read. Yeah, I don't care how many rights there are, how many burdens. uh, Yeah, or leaks. uh, What's right is right. What's what's wrong is wrong. That's what he said there. He goes, we can only do our job, which is to interpret the law. Apply long-standing principles of stare decisis. That yep. means prior prior decisions. We and and decide this case accordingly. We therefore hold that the Constitution does not confer a right to abortion. Rowan Casey must be overruled, and the authority to regulate abortion must be returned to the people and their elected representatives. Well said. Hey, then he makes a, a final opinion. Let's hear it. Yeah, the opinion concludes, he says, quote, Alito writes, abortion presents a profound moral question. The Constitution does not prohibit the citizens of each state from regulating or prohibiting abortion. Rowan Casey arrogated that authority from the people. We now overrule those decisions and return that authority to the people and their elected representatives all I could say is thanks be to God. Amen. And Jesse, just a real quick note before the break. I want to expose Planned Parenthood because they're pushing really hard right now with this narrative that all abortions are being stopped now because of this. And let me just mention, do you remember when they said that only 2% of their business is killing unborn babies? They don't say it that way, but abortion. Then why are they shutting down their clinics with the 98% of other uh, other things that they provide if that was true, they wouldn't be shutting their doors because they still have 98% of all the other things they do. See, that that just shows me how much of a lie they had given us years ago when they said, oh, abortion is only 2% of our business. So what the heck are you closing your doors when only 2% of your business is saying you can't work in these states? It's basically these people will lie through their teeth and for killing anybody who kills an unborn baby lying like that. What's that? What's the big deal? That's all. I want to make yeah, that point. Yeah, Terry, these guys, th- these people, they, they can't be trusted. No. And, and, and if you want to know how the, we got here, this case was passed in 1973, Roe versus Wade. 
Norma McCorvey, she claimed that she'd been gang raped and became pregnant. Some liberal attorneys, Sarah Weddington and Linda Coffey, who had just uh, graduated from law school, they needed a client in order to challenge the Texas 100-year-old law that banned abortions. So they convinced Norma that she should be seeking an abortion, and the case was subsequently argued all the way to the Supreme Court, which resulted in legalizing abortion in all 50 states in 1973. In the meantime, guess what? Norma never had an abortion. Norma was born... Norma's baby was born right. and released for adoption. And in 1987, Norma McCorvey admitted that the gang rape was a lie. Yep. In August 1995, she had a conversion, became a Pentecostal, joined Operation Rescue. She stated that she was tired of being exploited by the pro-abortionists. Hmm. A couple of years after that, she met Father Frank Pavone and became a Catholic <laughs> Christian. And Terry, she worked tirelessly uh, to overturn Roe versus Wade until the Lord called her home. And if people have seen the movie Roe versus Wade, you also see that um, one of the Supreme Justices who voted for killing unborn babies, their, his, his daughter worked for Planned Parenthood, which should have avoided him being a judge on that case. Should have so disqualified it, it him. Would have disqualified him much, much more. We come back. We'll have more information on how to protect the unborn. We're going to give you five ways Catholics can help pro-life efforts in the future. Stay with us here on the Terry and Jesse show on Virgin Most Powerful Radio. Welcome back to the Terry and Jesse show. To join the conversation, call 888-526-2151. Now, here's Terry and Jesse. We got to put the pedal to the metal. Yep. And so we have to talk about ways that we can help Catholics, patriots, and people of goodwill. Yep. How can we continue fighting the good fight in our country after the Dobbs decision? So let's take a look at some practical things that we can do. There's at least five things that we can oh, implement yeah. in our daily lives and, 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 uh, and those around us. Yep. Remember, Roe versus Wade has been consigned to the dumpster fire of history. Mm. And it's a new day for America. Now, I get it. The left is having their pity parties, their summer of rage. Uh, They're continuing to vandalize. They're continuing to have their protests in the evening like a bunch of Draculas. But we as Catholics, we have a role to play in our new post-Roe versus Wade world. And and, And it's up to us as Catholics we're vital to helping our nation recover from its nearly 50-year-long genocide against the unborn. Remember, America's wounded right now. Yep. America needs healing. So we're going to share with you five ways that Catholics can help to heal, rebuild, and inspire our fellow Americans to defend all human life from conception to natural death. And so point number one is, Education. Yep. Education. Pro-life Catholics, we have the upper hand right now. Okay? We have the law on our side. We've always had the Word of God on our side, which, which supersedes the law anyhow, by the way. So, because we have the upper hand, and because the left's arguments stem from emotion, and, you know, askew science or reasoning, faulty reasoning... America needs more Catholics 
who can help educate the public about what abortion is and offer a better, true understanding of the value of human life. In other words, we must educate ourselves, our families, and our parishes about the strongest pro-abortion arguments and learn how to respond with truth, fortitude, and charity. Here's a few resources I'll, I'll throw your way. Number one, you can read up on your on your pro-life arguments with articles like Catholic Votes, Six Pro-Row Arguments, and How to Refute Them. Catholic Vote is an excellent resource. Uh, Terry and myself, we draw a lot of information from Oh, yeah. Here's the second bullet about resources. One of the loudest claims from the left is that overthrowing Roe versus Wade will establish a theocracy. Okay? Uh, come on. This is a theocracy, right? Theoc- theocracy means that God runs the country. Well, we know that God does run the country through his permissive will, but God li- allows human governments to run the countries. That's in Romans chapter 13. So this whole thing about these Catholics want to establish a theocracy, that's like in The Handmaid's Tale. It won't, and here's why. Okay, here's why. I'll tell you. I'll tell you why. First of all, there's not enough Catholics in this country to have a theocracy. Then you'd have to have a bunch of believing Catholics. First of all, mm-hmm. and then we could say, okay, you know, Psalm 32, God is the King of this country. There's only a few of us that believe that. There's only a few believing Catholics, so it's impossible that we're trying to establish a theocracy. All we're trying to do is trying to follow natural law and divine law, which guides us. Point number three, while you're at it, it's also good to use the natural law angle. Add in some quick education in the history of the American abortion law. As well, after all, Roe versus Wade failed fundamentally because it was bad law. Exactly. And by the way, this article... It points you to First Things magazine. There's an article called On Overruling Roe, which gives you the arguments. First Things magazine, you click on this article. It, it, the article's called On Overruling Roe, and uh, and it'll give you the, the arguments that you need to, to share with the uh, your pro-abortion family members and friends. Well said, Jesse. And, you know, Crisis magazine also has an article similar to that. We want you to get these publications because we know we trust their material that they published. Crisis Magazine, First Things, these are all excellent resources. Okay, next one, change the laws. Uh, In most pro-life states, Dobbs changes everything as abortion bans automatically kick in if Roe is overturned and legislation protecting the unborn life gains its rightful authority. All Americans of good can rejoice and focus their efforts on supporting women and their children from the moment of conception until natural death. Now, in other states, on the other hand, Dobbs changed nothing for women and unborn children, like California. Many states have enshrined a unlimited abortion license into their constitution. I live in that state, California. Catholics in these states must continue to strive to change the laws and the hearts of their fellow citizens until abortion becomes unthinkable. Now, he makes a point here also. Find out which states are the most pro-life and pro-abortion. All you got to do is go to LifeSite News. I got the article. Full list of all the states 
where abortion is now banned in a post-Roe America. So it's important that you know that. And I would even say this, Jess. I'm living in California. I'm going to fight. Cal- I'm going to fight, even though I'm kind of a an oddball for the state of California. And there could be a time where I say, you know what? I can't win this battle. I've got to go. But the point of it is people can vote. And I think now's the time not to sit back on your in your lounge chair and say, oh, the weather's great. It's the time to fight like you've never fought before for life. That's my take on that. Amen. Point number three, care for the mothers. No matter where you live, now's the time to redouble our, our support for women facing mm. unplanned pregnancies. Yep. One of the pro-abortions movement's angriest accusations is that Catholics are only pro-birth, not pro-child. Pro-lifers should keep a ready list of local support services constantly in their phones, wallets, and cars in order to be able to help expectant women they encounter. And, uh, and, 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 and again, and thus disprove this charge with real local data about trusted resources in your area. Well, said. you got searchable databases of these resources that that can be found on the internet. That's right. So if anybody tells you that women should have that women should have unlimited license to abort their children because they don't know about other options, your best and most obvious response is to give them an easily accessible list of better options and they're as easy as your iPhone. And I think it's really neat when you can say adoption rather than abortion. Because there's so many couples that cannot have yep. children. And how do you argue that and say, oh, no, I'd rather kill the kid rather than give them to a loving mom and dad. Give me a break. Now, another one, post-abortion care. This is very interesting. I've known this, but it's shocking. One of the most heartbreaking sights during the public debate over the Dobes is the number of women celebrating their abortions. Really? Yeah. This truth is that one in four Americans will have an abortion by their 45th birthday. Studies have also indicated stunning high suicide death rates in women following induced abortions. And he says they need our prayers, our real support as they work through what they've done, and in many cases what they were forced to do. Catholics have been in the forefront on the lines of the post-abortion care and counseling. Now is the time to step up. And I want to recommend Father Frank Pavone. I really believe his little booklets. I, I give him money and he sends me all these booklets, the pamphlets, how to uh, help your pastor end abortion. And it's really a great approach how he takes it. So some of you that have had problems with your pastor, get it from Priest for Life. How you can continue to protect unborn babies. There's all kinds of literature from Priest for Life and many other pro-life groups. We got the resources we just have to step up the plate and use them. Yes, that's right. Point number five is uh, most important. Is, again, it's it's prayer. Yep, prayer. Our nation has come through arguably the most shameful period in its history. Yep, sixty-five million children oh. were slaughtered before birth. Wow, millions more of their parents, siblings, and grandparents have been permanently scarred. Yep, the abortion license is a spiritual cancer that is still eating away at souls. Catholics must pray. We should continue to pray on the anniversary of Roe versus Wade, which ushered in this terrible time. We should pray on the anniversary of the Dobbs ruling, 
in gratitude that God has given our nation a second chance, Amen. we should pray, not just in private, but together and publicly for an end to all threats to human life. Uh, here's a couple of resources for praying together as families, parishes, and pro-life ministries. One is, again, Faith in Action Resources. These are multiple prayer campaign resources from the Knights of Columbus for parishes. You also have the Sidewalk Prayer. Find out how to devote one hour per month to public prayer outside a local abortion clinic. Also, the Family Novena for Life. It's a beautiful devotional for families with children at home and... The 40 Days for Life. Oh, yeah, big time. Find out what 40 Days for Life is doing in your state. Again, as Terry and me have said, this is not a time to sit back on no. our laurels. This is time uh, to, to go full steam ahead. And, Jesse, we have an administration right now with the Biden administration that's stepping up to the plate on the opposite side of us by saying, hey, we're going to put up a website for your daughter. Are you ready for this, folks? Anybody who voted for this Democratic Party... I want to say shame on you. I'm just going to say that because this is the this is the fruit you're getting. He's kill. He's actually encouraging your daughters to not tell you about getting an abortion. That that's sick, Jesse. So anyhow, the, the point I'm making is we have to stand up now, and our votes do matter here. So please, yeah, please we've vote been, pro-life. We've entered, in, we've entered into a time of diabolical disorientation. Yeah. What's black is white, and white is black. What's just right is wrong. And ro- that's yeah, the devil. That's the opposite. That's the devil. Yeah, that's the work of the devil. And I'll tell you something else that uh, that causes what? me to scratch tell my me. head. What, Jess? Is that Nancy Pelosi, uh, there's pictures of her receiving oh, Holy it's, Communion. It's a scandal. The, uh, with Pope Francis. Yeah. And, uh, and, 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 and I Jess? wasn't there. I, don't, I can't explain why that happened. That's an enigma to me, Terry. That's well, more than an enigma to me, Brother Jess. It's it's scandalous, and that's why we got to keep our eyes on Jesus Christ, because people in our church are, are doing things that are scandalous and allowing liturgies and things like that. But hey, folks, don't get bent out of shape. Put your eyes on Jesus. Spend rep, do, do reparation. Remember what Our Lady said. Souls are going to hell because no one's there to pray and make reparation. Do that. Jess, what state should we be living in, brother? Last time I checked, yeah. live in a state of sanctifying grace. Don't live in a state of mortal sin. Make sure that before you die, just like a good athlete, like a good soldier, make sure you leave it all out in the field because you only get one chance at life. Make sure you leave it all out in the field. And folks, thanks for allowing us to speak the mind of the church on the teachings that we call the perennial teachings. That's what we do here at Virgin Most Powerful. May God richly bless you and your family.